Welcome to episode 48 of the WASB Connection podcast, a look back at the 2024 State Education Convention. First, thanks to everyone who helped make the convention a success, including the attendees, presenters, sponsors, exhibitors, and the presidents of the three associations that co-sponsored the event, the Wisconsin Association of School Business Officials, the Wisconsin Association of School District Administrators, and the Wisconsin Association of School Boards. We'll start the episode by sharing the speech of Governor Tony Evers, who spoke on the final morning of the convention. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's a pleasure to be here again for the 2024 Wisconsin State Education Convention, an event that I have been proud to attend now for 40 consecutive years. Anybody got that beat? I'd like to begin by recognizing and thanking Dan Rossmiller and the Wisconsin Association of School Boards and Mike Berry and the Wisconsin Association of School Business Officials, and John Bales, and the Wisconsin Association of School District Administrators for their continued partnership in putting on this world-class event. I'd also like to thank the teachers, the school board members, the district and school administrators, parents, and education professionals for being here as well. As you know, I got into this gig because I believe that what's best for our kids is best for our state. I've been a teacher, a principal, a superintendent, and a state superintendent, and I've directly worked, worked uh, for more than 100 school board members in my career. How about that, folks? <laughs> Every one of them were perfect school board members, too. Um, and it's true. I, I've always felt that board members on the right, on the left, and on the middle had one important thing in common. They want to do the right things for kids. I've always trusted parents and educators and school districts to work together to do what's best for our kids and what makes sense for their local community. That's called local control. Our strong partnership with all of you has allowed us to make the important progress we have made over these last five years. First and foremost, I'm happy and proud about our efforts to direct approximately $2.6 billion in federal relief aid to support our school districts and K-12 schools over the pandemic. And I am jazzed that we've been able to make substantial investments in helping bridge the digital divide by connecting more homes and businesses to high-speed internet to ensure instruction can continue even at the kitchen table or that a snow day actually can become a remote day. And I celebrate that after previously dropping the 18th in the nation, our schools are back in the top 10 nationally. <clears throat> In addition, through actions and previous state budgets together, we secured a long overdue increase in special education aid, the largest increase in state history. We've also worked... <laughs> we've also worked to secure increases for general and categorical aids, sparsity aid, 
bilingual, bicultural aid and school-based mental health and transportation aid and brought per-pupil aid to its highest level ever, providing an additional more than $300 per pupil in per-pupil aid. Building upon our work together through 2023 Wisconsin Act 11 and our most recent budget, I am pleased that we are able to secure overall increases of nearly $1.2 billion in spendable authority for public schools and also state categorical aids. This historic increase was generated by a $325 per pupil increase in revenue limits in each fiscal year, as well as an increase in a low revenue ceiling from $10,000 to $11,000 per pupil in the first year of the biennium. This is the largest increase in statewide revenue limit authority since revenue limits were first imposed on K-12 schools in 1993 and 1994. And folks, it's a permanent base building and another step in the right direction in making our system more fair. In fact, there are estimates that show that more than half the state's 421 school districts would be able to use the low, low revenue ceiling increase in this fiscal year, or in fiscal year 24-25. Recent data also suggests that the vast majority of school districts are eligible to use the increase in low revenue ceilings this year, took advantage of using some or all of that additional revenue limit authority. And in total, the low revenue ceiling increases in 2023-24 appears to have generated over $200 million in permanent base building revenue limit authority to districts across the state. Addition, my veto, it was interesting to do that. I was able to line item a veto in the budget to ensure districts will continue to have additive per pupil revenue adjustments of $325 every year. And this, this uh, measure is providing predictable, long-term revenue limit spending authority, increases for generations to come, or about 400 years or so. <laughs> and the important thing, we all work together to make these investments. And none of what we have been able to do these last five years wouldn't have been possible without committed partners like all of you. And I've seen that and great, that great commitment in, uh, in, in my personal lives too, or in my work life. In the last calendar year, I visited 37 public schools. I've seen the power of people working together to do the right thing for kids. And I am convinced that local schools continue to be the bedrock of our rather fragile democracy. So thank you for that. So I say all of these, that no, all of this, knowing just as you do, that our work is far, far from over. This budget is still not enough and fell woefully short of the $2.6 billion education budget that I did propose. From special education reimbursement to school nutrition to addressing the challenges we are seeing in our education educator workforce and pipeline, we've got a lot of work to do. The work that you do 
does matter, and I will always strive to do all I can as your governor to make sure that you have the tools, the resources, the support, and the respect needed to do that important work. So with that, thank you so much for making the 40th consecutive year such a special year. Take care, you, and best of luck and honor to be, I'm honored to be with you today, and best to you for the rest of this school year. I hope to visit many of you in your school, in your classrooms in 2024. So thank you very much. Take care. Attendees on Friday were also treated to the sounds of the De Pere High School Varsity Choir. On Thursday, departing WASB President Roseanne Hahn addressed the general session audience with a talk about school board service and the need to take time to pause and reflect. Her presentation, which includes pictures of her mother and others referenced in her talk, is available in the show notes. Welcome to all of you. It is so good to see all of you. I've met so many of you these last two days. I'm sure you are enjoying our great convention. One of the highlights is getting the chance to network with fellow board members and administrators. I have enjoyed being president this past year. I have learned so much about so many school districts. I have met so many hardworking and caring board members and administrators. The WASB staff has been tremendous in helping all of us meet all the requirements that we need to answer questions, anything that we need, they're there. Thank you so much, staff. Let's give them a hand. Thank you. I'd like to introduce you to my mother. Her name is Barbara Rubach, and she is 105 years old. Yeah. She's tiny, four foot 11, 80 pounds, but she's mighty. Uh, she lived at home until last year. Now she's living with my brother. Um, and as she was, she grew up being a teacher. That's where I got my inspiration to be one. And she designed, she decided that the young kids in Burlington that were special needs had no school, nothing to do. So she, with a minister in town, decided they would design a school for special needs preschoolers. And they did. And they started it. And the state came in to see how they were doing, and they adopted the ideas that they had planned for the school, and then they kind of took over the school. So she's, she was really happy to see that. And on weekends, a lot of times, to give the families a little break with from the kids, they would take them home for the weekend. And I can remember one time the little boy wouldn't talk, and so my dad said, we're going by the Dairy Queen. If you want something, say ice. Nothing. So they got closer. Well, I guess I'll go by... Ice! <laughs> so it worked. Anyway, she's a very inspiration to me, and she's a lot of fun. 
So I hope I have her a long time. And she's so for our referendum. She said, you know, somebody voted for a referendum so that you could be educated. I will do the same. She said, I hate it when they say old people turn down referendums, because they don't. Sila. I'd like to teach you, and we can learn together, an old ancient word, and the word is sila. The word sila means pause and reflect. And you know, sometimes we don't do enough of that. So as I speak with you today, we will use this word to pause and reflect. When you see it, please do that. Sila. Here you see some girls working with a teacher at a table. And our job as board members is to work hard to see that all of our students are educated every day in a caring way. Because we really have a global economy, we encourage exchange programs with other countries. In our district, we have a group that goes every year that goes to Denmark and stays with families there. And then the Danish students come to our city in Burlington and they stay with families. It's wonderful. And to me, I was always in a world peace program. I believe world peace through understanding. Working, we all have to work for many programs and this is just one of the many programs you can work with in your uh, district, SELA. It is the goal of our district to have our students college and career ready when they graduate. Graduate. Challenging classes are offered. For instance, on this you see our ACE Academy, where when the kids graduate, uh, they can step right into a, a role of a job in construction. And the construction companies in the Burlington area have paid for that to get us started. Um, and there we see a man, who his name is Troy, and I'm always scared that he's gonna take a job at the medical school because he's so good and the kids love him, but he's interested in getting a cadaver table so that when he teaches his classes, they might be able to use a cadaver. I think I'd like to go and see that. Science, I'm sure you all have STEM or STEAM. We're working hard with that. Um, and teachers, they have really, they grab onto new ideas and really go with them. And I think with the STEAM and so forth they have, I think they always had STEAM, but now they're emphasizing it more. And we also have something neat that's called the Pack House. We know we have to educate kids from 18 to 21 also. So we have a house that we work with Waterford District and the kids go, to school, go there every day, regular school time, but they learn how to take care of a house, how to cook, how to answer the phone, how to do all sorts of things, and then they are found jobs in the community. Like one girl came up and said, guess what? I said, what? She said, I get to clean the cages because I'm good with animals. So that's what she does. She got a job part-time doing that. And they find them part-time jobs around, and some of them might even go to Gateway for, oh, vet tech or something like that. So it's, it's really a successful program. You might want to consider that. Sila. Just like what we just heard, music is a very, very important part of our, our schooling and plays, and, and that's our radio station, too. You know that when they 
have these things, that, that when the kids are in all these different um, things, uh, they offer plays, concerts, demonstrations, sports activities, and the whole, con the whole community can come, and they enjoy it. Community members also like to use our buildings for their activities, maybe some projects, and we welcome that. The more we include our community, the more supportive they're going to be toward our schools. And again, our radio station is wonderful. We just received word not too long ago that people in Utah listen to it, in California, so I guess we, we do pretty well. And we've had a couple people that have gone into the radio stations when they've graduated. And Driven is another great thing. I don't know if any of you, did any of you go to the Driven program this morning? Okay, I'm sure you liked it. Thank you. In fact, I was telling Jill, our superintendent, that our, the other Jill uh, from the DPI wants to come to Burlington and see about that. She was very impressed. Sila. And here you can see some kids working with the community. And I think these are driven kids. These are kids that work to make sure that all the kids in our schools are, in our high school, are comfortable. And then they go out and they earn money for different things. And it, it's a wonderful group. And here we see them ringing the bells for it. That's not for the, this might be the Salvation Army, but we also ring for a place in Burlington called Love Incorporated. And they do just a lot of things. Sila. You know, WASB offers so many things for us. We expect our teachers to take other courses to keep up with things, but do we? We're school board members, we need to keep up with things too, and we can do that by going to webinars, seminars, meetings, anything that uh, they have to offer that we feel would help us. So I hope you will all do more of that. We have to be lifelong learners, as I said. Sila. We know we need to support our parents, our teachers, and all staff members. Visit the schools when convenient for all and participate if you can. I want to tell you a story. A teacher called and she invited four retired teachers to come and read a Christmas story before Christmas to her four-year-old kindergarten. Oh, I forgot how little four-year-olds are. I taught older, a little older kids, second grade. So they came in and I kind of looked down, there they were, and I read them a story, and then they said, you want to know what we, what we want for Christmas? I said, I would love to know that. So they told me what they wanted for Christmas. And then they said, and what do you want for Christmas? I said, I want a llama. Huh? A llama? I said, yes, but Santa Claus likes you to pronounce it Jama or Yama, because I was in Peru. But when they come from Peru, and that's how it's pronounced, so they all said Jama and Lama. So I said, well, let's all hope what we, that we get what we want for Christmas. Okay, so about a couple of weeks ago, I was in a restaurant, and I heard this, hey, you, hey, hey, Mrs. Um, um, and he grabbed his mother's hand and started running toward me. Did you get your Lama? <laughs> My son was there, and he said, what? I said, well, that's what I wanted for Christmas. Now, I'm afraid to say that because he might get me one. <laughs> but, um, I think, you know, just touching base with kids. 
That's the main thing. If you can talk to kids, that, that's the most fun of all. Always be available. Our district, this is kind of a neat idea, our district invites a different school to dinner with the board before a monthly meeting. The administrator, some teachers, and sometimes some kids might be presenting there and they might all come. It's been very successful. It's very casual. It's not a sit-down big meal, but we eat pizza, tacos, or the like. The guests are so happy and talkative. And then the school guests give a short presentation about their school. But each one of our seven school board members is in a different area with a different bunch of teachers. And you'd be surprised how they open up and tell, tell it like it is. And uh, they said, most of them say, you know, our school is just like a family. And they meant it. They mean it. And the teachers seem to get along very well. That has been really nice. I hope some of you will try that. It's a great, great successful a great successful thing. And be creative about how you include parents and citizens. We are planning to have like about a quarterly meeting where citizens are going to be invited to come and just talk about things and hear things that are going on in the district. And then discussions will be welcome. We're trying again to get the citizens more involved. And of course, we're also having a referendum. And we'd like them to see just what we need and what's necessary, so we're hoping that we get a lot to come. I know there are great educational events going on all over the state with all of your districts. Attendees here today need to keep up and keep up your hard work. We have the gift of helping our students become great citizens, not just of our country and city, but of our world. Enjoy your opportunities to keep educating and caring for every child every day. Thank you. Thank you. As part of the convention this year, I will, con uh, I will conclude my service as WASB president. I would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the honor and privilege of serving you as your 2023 WASB president. It's been a lot of fun. I am grateful for the great support of my Burlington district, the WASB staff, and the board of directors. Attendees to that session began by listening to the Middleton High School Chamber Wind Ensemble. The session's last speech before the keynote came from Mike Humkey, the incoming WASB president, who spoke about the critical need and value of a well-rounded education. 
Before I begin, I want to thank Roseanne for her leadership over the past year. You will not meet a more kind and friendly person, nor a more staunch defender of education. I also want to thank the WASB board for the privilege to serve as president over the next year. Each director serves their region incredibly well and is dedicated to the students of Wisconsin's public schools. Finally, I want to thank the Dodgeville community for allowing me to serve on the school board for the last 17 years. I serve with six other individuals who strive to do what is best for our students, staff, and community. I also want to thank some members of the WASB staff that have been helpful and worked on this convention this year, namely Dan Linehan, Amy Qualman, and Sierra Linton. Those three put this all together, and to watch them in action is phenomenal. Amy's taking phone calls every five seconds. It's a well-greased machine, stuff we don't see. I just want to give them a round of applause. So just a bit about myself. I grew up in Marshfield, go Tigers. I attended college in Madison, go Badgers. My wife and I lived in Washington, D.C. for five years before returning to Wisconsin and putting roots down in Dodgeville, go Dodgers. Our daughter, Brianna, is a graduate of UW Parkside, go Rangers. And we enjoy travel, volunteering in the community, spending time outdoors, and we have been host to three exchange students and have enjoyed those experiences immensely. As I stated at the beginning, I've been on the Dodgeville School Board for 17 years and serve as the president. I am the chairman of CESA 3 Board of Control, the Region 9 Director for WASB, and serve as the WASB representative on the WIAA Board of Control. Like all of you, I serve to support my local schools, students, and community. Service is a privilege that I enjoy. I am also a member of our local Chamber of Commerce and serve on a few commissions. In my spare time, I work as the concessions manager at American Players Theater. I know who that is. <laughs> if you attend a show, mention WASB at my window, I'll give you the family discount. Is that okay, Sarah? <laughs> the convention theme this year is New Horizons for Education. Considering how education has evolved, we all stand at a new horizon in education where the traditional boundaries of learning are evolving into limitless possibilities. Today, I'd like to discuss the power of education, focusing on exchange programs, extracurricular activities, well-rounded students, the impact of dedicated teachers, and the shared vision of a fully encompassed approach to learning. First, let's explore exchange programs. These photos show our exchange students. First is Evelyn from Germany. Munchen is with the family from Mongolia. And third is Sarah, who we were lucky enough to attend her wedding this past uh, summer in Milan, Italy. These initiatives break down borders, exposing students to diverse cultures, providing global perspectives, and cultivate an understanding that goes beyond textbooks. As we embrace New Horizons, exchange programs become important in shaping individuals who can relate to an interconnected world with empathy and an open mind. As a family, we have visited our exchange families as often as we can, and those experiences have been nothing short of remarkable and provide us with incredible memories. Extracurricular activities play a pivotal role in creating well-rounded students beyond academic performance, 
participation in sports, the arts, and clubs contributes to a development of critical life skills such as teamwork, leadership, and time management. These activities offer the benefit of nurturing individuals capable of facing challenges head-on in life. Our daughter played volleyball and soccer for one season each. At 6-1, coaches were salivating. They thought, yeah, we got a basketball player. Nope, she loves theater. She was focused on high school musicals and plays. The talent and skills she's picked up from participating on stage, sports, propelled her into a career in theater. Growing up, Bree was a shy kid. When she began participating in dance and theater, her shell cracked. From then on, she enjoyed being on stage, either dancing or in school productions, or working with the dance company. She wasn't worried about the role, she just wanted to participate. The shell is now gone, and over the years in school, Bree learned there were roles other than being on stage. She now works as an assistant stage manager at American Players Theater and assists at other theaters when opportunities present themselves. In this photo, she's the young lady with purple hair in the front row. Bree's passion for theater was developed by teachers who saw something special in her abilities. Not, I cannot emphasize the importance of one teacher on the lives of students. Educators possess the power to ignite, ignite curiosity instill a love for learning, and provide guidance that extends beyond the classroom. The impact of passionate teacher is felt through generations, shaping the future by giving students the ability per to pursue their dreams with unwavering determination. I'm sure each of you have had a, a teacher that has been transformative in your lives. I had many growing up and still have many to this day. A few of you are in this room. The teacher that inspires me and her students is my wife, Lisa. She teaches high school art in Dodgeville. Art is her passion. She shares it with her students every day. She made the decision not to attend the convention with me this week because end of the semester is today and she needed to be ready for second semester on Monday. Education, when approached as a transformative experience, has the potential to unlock the full ability of each student. It goes beyond memorization and standardized testing, focusing instead on cultivating critical thinking, creativity, and being adaptable. A well-rounded education equips students with the skills needed to thrive in an ever-changing world. Every individual in education, from administration to students, plays a vital role. Recognizing the shared vision of education as collaborative effort ensures that the learning environment is inclusive, supportive, and conductive to each student. Together, we contribute to the formation of a community dedicated to the search of knowledge, personal development, and most importantly, student success should not be confined to standardized tests. True success is measured by a student's ability to apply knowledge, think critically, and contribute to society. By shifting the focus from test scores to a fully encompassed student, we foster an environment that values the unique abilities of each student and empowers them to excel beyond standardized assessments. As we stand on the new horizon, let us embrace the power of exchange programs, extracurricular activities, dedicated teachers, and a shared vision of learning. We can shape individuals who are not just recipients of knowledge, but active contributors to a brighter, interconnected future. Together, 
we have the ability to propel education beyond limits, fostering a generation capable of turning dreams into realities. Dodgeville will be presenting a session on student engagement on the school board tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, room 103AB. Three alumni that served on the Dodgeville School Board with us will discuss how education, participation, and engagement with the school board help propel them after high school. Finally, I want to thank each of you for attending the convention this week. I hope you have had the opportunity to meet new people, share your story with others, and gather ideas that you can take back to your boardrooms. Your participation shows that you are dedicated members of your communities and want to improve your schools. Thank you for taking the time to attend the convention, and I look forward to meeting with many of you in the coming year. Thank you. To end the episode, let's hear from the third and final music group, the Milwaukee School of Languages String Orchestra, which performed on the first day of the convention. We'll see you next month. <laughs>